Thank you for tuning in to Episode 9 of the More Than Capable Mompreneur Podcast. This is the second episode of a three-part series to help you successfully partner with a virtual assistant. In Episode 8, I debunked three myths you may have heard when it comes to hiring a virtual assistant or a VA. I also shared some tips to help you honestly assess whether or not you're actually ready to hire and a few strategies to help save you time so you can get work done as a busy mompreneur. My personal mission is to help you avoid the frustrations and failures that I experienced when I was supporting other business owners as a VA. So in this episode, I'm going to share three common mistakes you should avoid when you move forward with hiring your own VA. Now, these tips are not foolproof, but they are common mistakes that you can avoid making to save yourself time, money, and frustration. So let's dive in. Hey there, mama. Are you burned out from working, running a business, and raising a family? I know it's hard, and there's no manual to help you get it all done without the mom guilt. I've been where you are, and I want us to navigate this journey together. I'm Shannon Baker, your coffee-loving host, and I'd like to welcome you to the More Than Capable Mompreneur podcast. We're part of a new wave of working women that focus on fulfilling our purpose and raising our families before profit. It's time we stop letting fear hold us back and accept that we are enough and we do enough. This podcast will feature interviews, trainings, practical lifestyle tips and strategies you can implement and the mom cracks of time so you can take care of the necessary things and grow your business without burning out. So grab your cup of coffee, your favorite sparkling water, or pour a glass of your favorite wine, and let's get on with the show because we are more than capable mompreneurs. Whether you're just starting your business or you've been in business for a few years, as a solopreneur, it's common to do everything on your own because it gives you complete control over every aspect of your business. Not to mention you're probably bootstrapping and don't have the resources to invest in outside help or to create fancy systems with all the bells and whistles. But once you start to gain momentum in your business and you create consistent income that includes multiple revenue streams, all of the small things can start to add up faster than you expect. Then you'll start to be overwhelmed and things will start falling through the cracks. That's when you need to consider hiring some help. That's where a virtual assistant can come in. Now, remember, a virtual assistant is someone that's hired to provide administrative and technical support from a remote location, but they are not an employee. A VA can be a great business partner and can be one of the best investments you can make in your business if you do it when you're ready. You can increase your productivity because a VA is an extra pair of hands, but you have to prepare yourself and your business to take this step. It's an entire process all on its own, but unfortunately, most people hire before they're really ready. Now, on the other hand, there are many business owners who have successfully navigated this process and they found that go-to person that has helped them take their business to the next level. I wanna help you be one of those people. Now, when I started my VA business, I experienced some common problems that I didn't anticipate. And many of them actually inspired the transformation that my business has gone through over the years, which has led me to focus on helping you create systems in your business. 
So let's get into those mistakes you need to avoid making when you decide to take this step yourself. Mistake number one, a virtual assistant is not a plug and play solution. What do I mean by that? Well, plug and play usually refers to a new device that automatically starts working when you connect it, say, to your computer. Like you plug the USB connection into the computer and it automatically recognizes the device, installs the needed software, and your mouse or whatever it is starts to work. You didn't really have to do much. Those are the best, right? Well, guess what? Hiring the right virtual assistant is not that easy. Sorry, have to tell you the truth. If you hire a VA and you don't have any standard operating procedures in place, both of you are going to end up frustrated. So before you hire, you need to make sure you have either a checklist or some detailed instructions in a central location. This is very important because it provides a point of reference and removes the guesswork without you having to walk your VA through how you do things in your business. Now, while you shouldn't have to train your virtual assistant to complete the work you hired them to do, you do need to invest the time to help them get familiar with the way you do things in your business. That means investing the time to create systems before you hire, and then you can easily integrate them into your existing systems. Now, this does not guarantee that there will not be any hiccups. As the saying goes, Rome was not built in a day. And it's no different when it relates to finding that right person to partner with to lighten your workload and boost your productivity. Now, you may be one of the few that finds the right person on the first try, but no matter what, you need to give that partnership enough time to grow. I recommend giving it at least 90 days unless things just flat out are not going well. Then it's time for you to look for someone else to delegate your task to right away. Now, keep in mind, it doesn't always take 90 days to realize something isn't working. Sometimes the revelation comes very quickly and it will be costly for you and your business to prolong the inevitable. But just make sure that you've done all you can before you pull that trigger. I learned this with one of the VAs that I hired a few years ago. I had my templates in place. I had my process and explained how they should be used together. We went through what my expectations were. Then she started working through the process, using the templates and compiling my spreadsheet. But when I went back to use it, I found that I spent a lot of time filling in missing details and correcting mistakes. So on our biweekly call, I reviewed the issues with her and gave it some time so she can get used to it thinking that things would get better, but it didn't. We're a month in and we're still having the same issues. Now, I didn't want to let too much time go by with the same mistakes being made. So on our next check-in call, I bought the same errors to her attention and she admitted that she had just been totally distracted and was rushing through to get the work complete by the deadline. There was just too much on her plate. I was aware of the fact that she had a newborn But I didn't know that she was also trying to become a real estate agent at the same time that she was working as a virtual assistant. So about a month and a half in, we both agreed that it was best to just end that agreement because she was not going to be able to complete the task that she was assigned. So the moral of the story is 
Make sure that you have regular and open communication. And I actually recommend that you have weekly calls, but make sure that you allow sufficient time for your VA to get familiar with you, your business, and the way that you want things done. Now, the process that you go through when you first start working together is quite similar to orientation for a new employee, but you're not providing training. You're just letting the virtual assistant know your processes in your existing systems. So here's kind of a breakdown of that 90-day period. The first 30 days is basically a transfer of information and um, your virtual assistant starts to work on a few tasks to get the hang of things. The next 30 days, they should be more familiar with the way that they should handle your tasks and should actually be completing things in a shorter time period and with less questions. By the third month, things should be starting to smooth out and run like a well-oiled machine. You should feel comfortable with delegating tasks. You're probably delegating larger tasks. And your VA is probably starting to suggest ways that they can make things a little bit more efficient and they're being proactive and identifying additional tasks that they can take off your plate. Now, the question is, how can you find the right person to integrate into your business structure? Well, you have to avoid making mistake number two. Never, ever hire for just specific tasks. Please don't hire a VA to just complete some tasks that you've identified as things that you hate to do, but you know they have to be done. You need to create a role with a full job description, which includes specific tasks that are related to each other, along with the qualifications that are most important to you. One of the exercises I do with my customers is to create an org chart of what they want their business to look like, not what it looks like right now. Most, if not all of us are in that first stage of business growth where we're still figuring things out. And at this point, you generally hire for specific projects until you build consistent revenue streams. You should be at the top box of that org chart because you're the CEO. Then you draw a line to another box for your VA. Now, some of the other positions that you can also identify are essential services like your bookkeeper, your accountant, your lawyer, insurance agent, those people that you won't necessarily need to be involved in your everyday business affairs. You can also identify help that you'll need on a project basis, like a graphic designer, a web designer, a copywriter, social media manager, all of those extra things that we also need for our business to run. Then I have them sort the tasks into categories, which is basic, intermediate, and critical. Now, this process is very helpful when you need to determine how much support you need from a VA so that you can budget and plan accordingly in advance. But this process also helps my customers understand a VA should not be a soup to nuts or one-stop shop for everything that you need in your business. Keep in mind VAs have different strengths and weaknesses as well as specialties. Creating that detailed job description will help you identify the specific type of VA you need as well as any other professionals you need to outsource tasks to. Having that org chart in the job descriptions will help you really look at the big picture 
so you can identify the resources your business needs, and then you can hire someone to take care of them. But now let's talk about what happens after you start building your team. Mistake number three, being unrealistic in your expectations. This is one of the biggest frustrations I experienced as a VA. Just like you have a life outside of your business, so does your virtual assistant. Therefore, you need to remember they are an independent consultant who works with you and they have other customers. They are not exclusive. So make sure you know their working hours to avoid unnecessary frustration and crazy requests at all times of the day. And when you delegate a task, be sure to clearly communicate what you are looking for up front, but be realistic in what you expect. You have a picture in mind of what you want, but I'm pretty sure that your VA is not clairvoyant, so they can't read your mind. So you need to be able to translate your thoughts into words that they understand. If you have to, write out some notes. Be as specific as you can so that you avoid misunderstandings. And if possible, provide a sample of the finished product you want or an example that can be used as a template. And a documented process is the best place to start. It's also very important that you establish deadlines up front. That way, both of you can make sure the timeline fits into both of your schedules. If the task is time sensitive, you need to communicate that at the beginning. This allows the virtual assistant to evaluate your request against their current workload so that they can adjust accordingly. Now, if you're really on crunch time, they may be able to make your task a priority with that short deadline, but it may cost you a rush fee. So try to avoid the extra costs by planning in advance. And this also lessens the chance of mistakes being made, which is usually what happens when someone rushes to get something done at the last minute. And above all else, make sure you keep the lines of communication open and be as responsive as you can be, especially if you've requested a new type of task. I mentioned earlier that I recommend having weekly chats with your virtual assistant to make sure both of you are on the same page. These calls generally last 15 to 30 minutes, which is enough time for you to get updates on current tasks and projects, discuss upcoming projects, and Discuss any questions or challenges that may have come up since your last call. And definitely make sure that you establish the preferred method of communication, whether it's by text, email, a phone call, or through apps like Voxer or Slack. So when you're assigning new tasks, I highly recommend emailing the instructions to ensure that your directions are available for reference. The bottom line is, you have to be responsive so you don't hold up the completion of your task. So don't be the roadblock that prevents your VA from getting their job done because you didn't respond back with the information they requested. Now, I know hiring a virtual assistant is probably uncharted territory, or maybe you've tried your hand at it and failed. So hopefully this episode will help you avoid making these mistakes when you decide to try again or to hire for the first time so that you have help and you get more time so you can focus on growing your business. So let's go over these mistakes again. Number one, remember, a virtual assistant is not a plug and play solution. You need to have systems in place before you hire 
so that you can integrate them into your business model. And once you hire a virtual assistant, you need to let that partnership develop, which takes time and will provide business benefits that you cannot even imagine. Number two, do not hire for specific individual tasks, but create an org chart with full job descriptions and hire a virtual assistant and any other professionals you need based on their specialties and strengths and use them for those types of tasks. And mistake number three, don't be unrealistic in your expectations. You shouldn't be working 24-7 and you shouldn't expect your virtual assistant to work 24-7 either. And if you are, I need you to go back and listen to episode four so you can take control of your schedule with time blocking. You also need to make sure you have good communication with your VA and that both of you are clear on the deadlines for tasks and be responsive so that you do not become the roadblock that keeps them from completing their work. So at this point, you're starting to understand why I say hiring a virtual assistant is a process of its own. Now, when you hire the right VA, they will be indispensable. They will actually be more like a business partner as your relationship develops. You'll find that you value their opinion as your business grows, and the two of you will grow to have a mutually beneficial relationship. Now, if you need help identifying tasks that you can delegate to a virtual assistant or would like help creating systems before hiring, let's hop on a call and talk about it. There will be a link in the show notes so you can schedule a free 15-minute chat with me and we can determine where you should start. Now, be sure to tune in for next week's episode, which is episode three in this series. I'm going to share three things you can do to successfully work with a virtual assistant. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Now, if you enjoyed the tips, please subscribe, share, and leave a review in iTunes. And if you've learned something new in this episode, please let me know. Take a screenshot, post it in Instagram stories, and tag me at the more than capable mompreneur. And remember, you are enough and you do enough. And until next time, keep calm and streamline.